Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So in this week's episode, we're chatting with Julie and Courtney from Envision Events, all about why the high-end wedding planner is your secret weapon. I had the pleasure of meeting Julie and Courtney at the Hybrid Co. this past March in San Diego, and their breakout session was incredible. They talked about this topic, and there were so many aha moments, so many notes I took down, and I just had to have them on the show. And I asked, and they said yes, and here we are. So a little bit about Julie and Courtney is that they serve clients from coast to coast and are known for their refined and tailored aesthetic, as well as their thoughtful and intentional approach. They've been featured in Martha Stewart Weddings, People, The New York Times, Fortune, Brides, In Style, and The Bridal Guide. They've also been named by Southern Living as one of the South's best wedding planners, and I'm so thrilled to have them on the show. I know you guys are going to fall in love with them. So a few things to announce before we begin is that yeah, I wanted to ask you guys, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast but didn't know how to get started? Well, I've got some exciting news to share because our brand new online course, How to Start a Podcast and Share Your Voice, is live. I'm so happy. I've been working on it um, during this time and it's officially here. So inside the course, I teach you how to start your own podcast, how to edit and produce your own episodes, get guests and be a guest, and how to promote your show once it's all done. I'm so proud of this, and my students that have taken this have actually started their own podcast within 30 days of completing the course. So fast, so incredible. So if you guys want to find out more about the course and start your own podcast, you can visit www.twithjanae.com and you can click on the shop button at the top of the menu. Also, we're almost at our goal for 2020. If you guys could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts when you're done listening, that would mean so much to me. Thank you so much for being here and we appreciate your support more than you know. Don't forget to visit twithjanae.com to read our latest blog post, join our newsletter, and our super fun Facebook group. All right, you guys, let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. We have an incredible guest today. We have two guests. We have two people, Julie and Courtney. Can you guys say hi? Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Thanks for having us. This is exciting. Yeah, yeah. So let's tell everybody a little bit about you guys, what you do, and more about your business before we get started. Sure. Um, This is Julie. I am the owner and creative director of Envision Events. Um, We are a planning design firm based in the Southeast. I am in Birmingham, Alabama, and Courtney lives in Atlanta, and we serve clients all over. That's awesome. And Courtney, what about you? Yeah, so um, I am the principal planner with Envision. I've been with Julie now going on eight years in this industry, and um, we serve clients, like Julie said, uh, from coast to coast, and I'm based out of Atlanta. I love it. Cool. Well, I'm excited about this topic. We met at Hybrid Co. earlier this year in 2020, mm-hmm. which feels like forever. <laughs> it feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know a lot's happened since then, but we were at least lucky in uh, in ignorant bliss over there before. That was my last. Happened. That was my last trip before all of this. That was it. I know. I say that was yeah. our last hurrah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But I loved your talk, and I'm so thrilled that you guys uh, are on the show today, and we're gonna help our audience a little bit. So let's dive right in. Yeah. Let's talk about why is a high-end wedding planner your secret weapon? So we think that um, planners can be secret weapons for a variety of other vendor partners, but specifically in this case, photographers, because um, for for lack of a better word, planners do kind of sit at the top of the food chain <laughs> when it comes to the flow of how a client looks to put together their creative team for their wedding. And so in many instances, you know, the more that um, a photographer is able to grow and develop a relationship with a planner um, and have it be meaningful and genuine and authentic. And, you know, you don't need a whole lot of these. You just need one or two that are your people. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you can develop a couple of these relationships, they can really pay you in dividends with the um, streams of referrals of future business that those planners will send your way. Um, so that's kind of why we, we say that, um, you know, a high end planner can be your secret weapon in your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Your talk was so, it had so many good bullet points and good thoughts and good notes to that. It was so powerful that I, I, I love it. So, you know, what, what do planners need and want from their photographers? Um, we, we like to see a couple of different things. So number one, we want to see a body of work, um, something that would relate to our clients, relate to the work that we are producing. But, um, but all in all, a really solid foundation of what we can expect from them. Right. You want to have a lot of consistency, a good portfolio. Right. Yes. Yeah, just showing us that you have the skills that are needed to produce what the client would expect out of, you know, their their photographer. These are one of the only lasting tangibles that they will have um, other than their marriage itself and and the memories from that day. So um, showing a um, solid body of work is first and foremost. That's like you can't really move forward if you don't even have that foundation laid. Right. Um, One of the second things that we, um, second and third things, there's a list of nine that hopefully we'll be able to to run through here for y'all. But the second thing is brand alignment. Um, And Julie, you might can expound a little bit better on this than me. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, if you're looking to, if you are a photographer or really any vendor and you're looking to um, make close relationships with high-end planners, these planners are building brands. I know we are building a brand. And so we want to work with professionals who have that same mindset. Um, so not only that mindset, but also where you are wanting your brand to be, how are you positioning it? Um, we need those to be aligned with us so that we feel like it's a good fit for why, if our clients are hiring us, then basically our uh, creative team is an extension of us, Right. The alignment does not mean the same. It's not the same brand. It's aligned. We have the same kind of goals. We have the same um, viewpoint on our brands and how we present things, our perspective on presenting a wedding to a client. Those align. They're not the same. They run kind of parallel in the same direction. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was such a good point because, you know, when you're creating these relationships and, and trying to get into a higher end or, or work with a high end planner, I think it's good for photographers to to look at their own portfolio of work and also their own goals. And I thought that was such a good point is like, what is your goal? And then maybe writing it out and figuring out where you want to be and then having a goal to work with those type of people. Absolutely. Having that clarity within your own self and what it is that you're looking to do and accomplish will give you more focus and allow you to know, you know, if you know yourself first and foremost, then you can get to know others and align with others. And um, that's our third point that we look for is goal alignment. And Julie kind of alluded to this, but essentially, you know, what direction are you as a photographer rowing in? Um, what What is your end game? You know, if, if your end game is to do, um, to have a very high volume business that is made up of, you know, how many, how many weddings can I do in a year? You know, I'm looking to grow a team of associates, so on and so forth. Those goals may not align with the goals that a high-end planner has, because as you get more and more um, niche into the, the luxury and high-end clientele, you see those brands and those businesses producing less and less quantity of work, but the quality goes up. So, you know, um, just looking at what your goals are and if, if those aren't aligning with a high-end planner, then maybe that's just not the right fit for who you need to look to be working with. You may need to look to be working with a more lovely or budget-friendly planner who still can be a secret weapon for you um, in your business. But yeah, just making sure that those goals align with who you're looking to team up with. Yeah, I love that. So what do you mean by lovely client? A lovely client is going to be um, someone who is having a very nice wedding, a well, a well presented event. Um, this is not a luxury event. They don't, they probably don't have all, all the details you could possibly imagine they have, um, but it is nice. It, it has, you know, I don't know. probably a larger group. I don't, we don't put price points to these terms because those price points can vary from city to city, market to market. It's, it's all a little bit different. So, um, Courtney, how would you describe the lovely? Yeah. A lovely wedding, a lovely client is just that they're very lovely. It's kind of like thinking of the middle market. And Mm -hmm. when I think of like, maybe, maybe brands that, um, if we want to throw out a luxury brand, let's say, the St. Regis or the Four Seasons would be considered a luxury uh, property, but then a lovely property might be something like the Westin or mm-hmm. a W. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a budget property might be something like an Aloft Hotel or a Courtyard by Marriott. Like, so lovely is in the middle, um, and usually they have solid foundations. They put together. They're using professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, they've curated a team of professionals who are bona fide and talented, but they're not quite, it's not like the most upper echelon that they could be. Um, and they're, and they're just that they're lovely. Yeah, no, I love that. That's a really good terminology. I love yeah. it. It's good. So what would be some other points? Um, other things that we look for in, and we do, we fall back to 
talking about photographer planner relationship so much because we feel it's so integral. So we do feel like it does fit within the rest of the industry, but you'll, you might hear us say photographer a lot. (laughs) Um, The investment alignment that goes along with um, the vendors that we are hiring for a a high end client. Um, There are wonderful vendors out there, wonderful photographers that they can work with, but they, you know, a higher end client is not ultimately looking for the lowest price. That's, that's generally the last thing that they consider is price point. Um, so if I put, you know, if I put a more lovely price point photographer in the mix with recommendations of maybe someone or a couple people more luxury, um, more than likely the lovely is going to lose out because they think that something's wrong with them. There's why are they priced so low that that doesn't make sense. So they just get passed over like, Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. Um, and we, we know many times photographers and just creatives in general in this industry probably think they're priced too high. And that's why they're losing business is, Oh, you know, this client can't afford me. I'm priced too high. Oh, they don't see my worth. And when you work with a high-end client and high-end planners and their clients, it's actually the exact opposite. Um, just like Julie said, they're getting passed over, not because they're too expensive, but mm-hmm. because they're not expensive enough. Mm-hmm. And the client identifies a low price with low quality, even if that's not the case. The body of work can be there. Mm-hmm. The brand alignment can be there. The goal alignment. All of these pillars can be there and be um, very um solid, but the client is just going to think that something is wrong because they see a low price point. Yeah. I think it's such an interesting topic and an interesting point of view because I feel like maybe in the market that I'm in or gravitating towards, it's like, you know, you get passed over because you're too expensive. But then with my higher end Mm -hmm. clients, it's like, oh no, you're priced just right. Mm -hmm. So it's like that balance of how many weddings do you want to shoot Mm -hmm. a year where do you want to work and that's going back to your goal alignment and your brand alignment so it's all coming into it all kind of builds on each other absolutely Mm -hmm. and and it does it comes back to who do you truly what do you truly want your brand and your business to be and who do you truly want to serve and there's no right or wrong answer to that and those are just things that you know as individuals we have to like kind of explore within ourselves and if you are wanting to, you know, work with those higher end niche, niche clients, then yes, you've, you've got to just bite the bullet and, and increase your prices for them to take you seriously. And exactly. And I think it's also coming back to how you feel as a photographer and knowing that you're going to get a lot more no's yep. mm-hmm. and you'll get a lot less yeses, but those yeses are going to be more probably double or triple what you were charging before. It, it's so true. And not only that, that, um, the psychology of a higher end client is they don't want to be one of 50 couples that you shoot this year. They may not say it out loud, but they, they subconsciously act on those, those thoughts. They want to be, they like exclusivity. They like the fact that someone is spending, you know, only 10 of their weekends shooting a wedding and all of their weddings are extremely special versus oh, I'm doing 50 weddings this year, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that you brought up a great point in that um, someone, so we, we've got our Educate, Empower, um, Encourage community that's been live for a couple of weeks now. And someone asked us in there the other day, 
you know, of the inquiries that you get, how many of them are ideal? And I said, um, about 1%. (laughs) And, and it's true. You know, we get so many no's and we get so much that flushes through that we know is not the right fit. You know, it's just mutually not the right fit. And we've just conditioned ourselves to know that of everything that flows across our desk, roughly 1% of it is going to be right. But when we hit that, it's like striking gold Mm -hmm. and the relationships and the journeys that we go on with our clients, like they challenge us, they push us, they trust us, they believe in us. Like it's all this really good stuff that, you know, at the end of the day gets us excited and ready to get out of bed and keep doing this crazy thing called designing and planning (laughs) weddings, you know? Um, But yeah, you know, don't be afraid to hear no. It's like, um, it's all a numbers game truly when it comes down to it. And you just have to keep going up to bat in order to have that opportunity to hit the home run. Yeah. I love that. So let's talk about the, the working relationship. How important is that? Um, well, Crucial. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, <laughs> that's the backbone of it all, right? Like we can't, we may work with someone that we're excited to work with. And then if it's not a good experience, that's the end. No more. Yep. Yeah. And, um, all, all those things we've talked about previously, the body of work, the brand and the goal alignment, and even the investment alignment, if we can't have a killer and just totally awesome working relationship with you, the rest doesn't matter, you know, we'll kind of just toss you to the side. And the reason, you know, I, I don't say that with any ego. I say that because we put so much into our vendors. We put so much into the relationship and being the team player. And, you know, you've got my back. I've got yours. We're in this together. What can I do for you? Right. You know, mm-hmm. what what can I do to make your life easier so that you can do your your craft even better? Right. Um, And, you know, a lot of that kind of strolls into our next point, which is quick, efficient, clear, and streamlined communication. You know, if you're someone who's difficult to get in touch with, if it, if, if I reach out because my client has interest and it takes, you know, days or weeks to hear from you without an autoresponder coming back to me, like, I mean, we just live in a fast pace. These folks live in a fast paced, immediate Mm -hmm. world. And, um, just efficient and clear communication. It's, it's so much easier said than done, but if you can slow down and think about before you fire off an email to your planner, you know, you may have six questions about the client that you need to get answered or six details that you need. Well, think about that and send it all in one message to that planner rather than firing off two or three or four different emails. And there's all these threads all over the place. Yeah, I thought, that, I thought that was such a good tip you said at the Hybrid Co. It's like, oh, yeah, I should just consolidate all my t- my questions <laughs> so I'm not bothering the planner uh, over and over and over again. I thought that was such a great tip. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it, it's, a, it's an easy thing. It's a quick and simple thing. It doesn't cost you any money. And it just, you know, helps you put your best foot forward on making an impression with the team that you're working with, mm-hmm. you know. And nobody's perfect. I mean, things are going to slip up or you're going to forget something. It happens to me all the time. But, um, you know, the point is trying to put the effort in there to to be intentional in your communication and, and get your point across. And if you have questions about where to park that day at the venue or, you know, uh, if you have special dietary needs or you, you've got a lot of gear with you that's going to need to be stored for, for late night dance floor photos, that's all to be expected. 
but let's communicate in advance about that. And let's get a game plan in advance because one of the worst things in the world you can do is, is roll up to a planner that day and ask when you're going to eat or ask what the vendor meal is like there is the, the wedding day is a live production. Essentially it's, it's a live moving, you know, production and f- fires can pop up and the planner is working in the moment to put those fires out or to pivot, you know, or a family members missing, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the, the planner's focus is on, you know, adjusting those details in the moment and adjusting that client experience, not necessarily, hey, did my video team or my photo team get their, get their afternoon snack, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, or, or if something, or is, that able to if something is that important, mm-hmm. talk about it beforehand, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And so, same thing. We've got our vendors right. back. If, if you're a, if you're a new mom and you're um, you need time to go pump and you need privacy, we want you to have that. And we want to make sure there's a safe, quiet, private space for you. But rather than like that pop up on wedding day when a million other things are going on, let's talk about that the week, the week of the wedding, right. you know, or the week before the wedding and make sure that, you know, yes, you know, this room off of the lobby, you know, there'll be a key for you at the front desk. You can use that room whenever you want. That's just a, a little example, but it's amazing how details like this can make the the working relationship just that much more um, enjoyable for both yeah and I think it's a good for our listeners you know don't be afraid to ask Mm -hmm. like if you have a special dietary restriction or you are breastfeeding or you or you you know something emergency like be open with your planner but yeah I think that's such a great we want to take we want to take care of you Yeah. I mean, it all comes down to respect, right? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that's our next point is mutual respect and, you know, everything we want to take care of our vendors. Why? Because that produces the best quality work, the best experience for our clients, the best experience for everybody. So we respect y'all and we want, we would want that in return, right? Um, So respecting our process, um, how we handle communication with the client, Um, when we ask for something, then, you know, give us information. (laughs) Um, and it's all, it's all down, done out of respect. And there's, there's absolutely nothing else behind it. than we're trying to produce the best experience possible. Yeah. You made me think of a story. Um, another photographer I had heard of, uh, was like rude to one of the planners and, and they were like, we're never working with her again. And I, and I, I just, I just thought, Oh, they're shooting themselves in the foot. Oh yeah. You know, why would they do that? Yeah. Don't bite the hand mm-hmm. that feeds you. Right. right? right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and don't be rude to anybody. Like that's just not necessary. Like don't, don't be that sore thumb that puts that kind of energy out to others. Totally. Like we're all human. We're here on an incredibly beautiful day and a momentous occasion. And you know, some days are better than others and we all have bad days, but like, well, you can have a private pity party, <laughs> pity, pity party, you know, party of one, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that. So you have, I think two more points to go mm-hmm. over. Um, so styling and composition awareness is something we also look for. Um, we are in the, uh, we bring along stylists on our wedding day to handle flat lays, um, come alongside the photographer when they're shooting the reception room to make sure all the linens are straight and the chairs line up correctly. And, you know, all these super minute details are taken care of to make 
those, you know, iconic shots happen. Um, and to really like just round out everybody's, um, everybody's portfolio even a little bit better. Give the client what, what they are expecting. If they hire you based on what they see, then they're expecting this out of their wedding. Right. Um, but we do need our photographers to have awareness of what a well-composed flat lay is a well-styled, um, bouquet shot is whether somebody else is doing it or, um, or sometimes we have to take it on ourselves if it's just not in the budget to have an external stylist. Um, it's going, to, especially if you're trying to up level, it's going to help you so much if you can be the person to bring an extra style piece out. Um, if there's not a stylist on board, because that now elevates your portfolio, which allows you to get a different type of clientele in the future. Yeah, I think that's such a great tip. And it, there's a lot of courses out there for photographers to take if they don't know or don't feel comfortable styling. But I, I'm always with the philosophy that less is more, you know? Yes. <laughs> like, like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. When in yeah. doubt, remove exactly. something. Um, but we we don't expect that our photographers should have to style. Um, and we don't expect that they should hold that on us. Um, really what our goal is, is to be able to come together and hire a hire an outside stylist to be a part of the day. And that's many times a shared expense that we as the design and plan team take on with the photographer, uh, many times the floral uh, designer as well. And even sometimes the venue um, will chip in on these things. And before you know it, it's a very affordable an approachable um, asset to have on your team um, when you're dividing it up by a few different folks. Um, but we do, we do want to hold everyone to a standard of at least having a, the awareness of it, you know, just being mindful uh, of it and um, not like rushing through any of those elements. Many times on our weddings, um, the photographer will, will come in, um, on their own time to, to take additional shots and, and coverage. And this isn't something that they're necessarily billing um, the client for or even us for. It's just an investment into themselves and into the body of work that they're able to produce. Um, so I, I could only encourage photographers to chat with your planners, you know, come up with a game plan of are we going to style details the day before? Or, you know, are you local to, to this um, client and to the planner? And can you style? We've had um, photographers come into our office and we've styled stuff on a Wednesday afternoon, you know, the week of the wedding for a couple hours. And it's usually really yeah. fun. <laughs> and and the, the a mood is a little bit, um, not that anyone's ever tense on wedding day, but, you know, there's just a lot going on on a wedding day. And so when you do it in advance, it can be really relaxed and just kind of like fun. Yeah. No, I love that tip. I think it's a, uh, it's great. And I actually like doing this, the details um, on my own, like uh, before or after the wedding, just because the yeah. wedding day, it, it can be, you know, you walk in and it's like, okay, we're getting ready. <laughs> it can be right. a little much. Right. Yeah. It's like this big blur. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what uh, happened? The side, <laughs> the side benefit of having these um, styled shots and having that awareness of ha of needing them is it gives your portfolio an editorial look um, versus um, you know there's consistency. So you know editorials are all always consistent. Any specific magazine is 
our publication is going to be um, consistent in what they show. So if you give that to your portfolio, that elevates everything that you do. Yeah, 100%. And, and then you can use those pictures, hopefully, to get published. Um, yes. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that's always that's always fun. So, so how can we as wedding photographers establish and sort of nurture the planner photographer relationship um, authentically? Well, it all comes down to building actual relationships. Um, I think that people get very, um, they get dialed in of like, well, you're building relationships to get business. You're right, but you have to approach building those relationships in something other than a transactional um, manner. Like, yes, we do want to have business with other people in the industry, and that's why I want to get to know them. But at the end of the day, we want to be looked at as people. We want to be, we want to be understood. We want them, we want someone to want to know what our processes are want to know what our clients are like, what they're looking for, because our clients are different from another planners. Um, so approaching it that way as a more of an in-depth type of thing versus, um, you know, oh, here's my packages, send me some business. Well, that's, that's not how we go about doing it. Yeah. You know, and having just shared experiences, you kind of have to think about it as if you're dating. And when you were dating someone, you didn't just like, you know, roll up to them and say, hey, want to get married? <laughs> no, like, you know, you, you first, you first even realized that you liked them. And then you were like, huh, okay, how can I get them to, how can I catch their eye? Or what can I do that would make them, you know, pay attention to me? And then you did that, whatever it was, and that person you did catch their eye and then you started kind of chatting and then maybe he got your number and then maybe you went out for drinks and like slowly, but surely you developed something and your end goal might've been to marry this person. I don't know. You know, <laughs> I'm just being silly, but, but you didn't just run out the gates with that. You had to warm up to it. You had all of these moments together, shared experiences and, you know, that led to something bigger. And it's the same thing when you're building relationships with creatives. Yes, we know the goal, the end goal, you know, the end goal is that we want to have business together. Why? Because we probably have mutual admiration for the work that each other does. But also, you know, we might think this person can help elevate us or I can help elevate this person or, um, you know, this vendor works at a certain resort a lot. And I really, really, really have a dream of having work at that resort too. Yes, that is the end game, but it is all in the approach of how you get there. And I'd really challenge folks to think about it mm -hmm. as dating and as courtship and think through what things you do when, you know, if you had a new boyfriend and you knew his, his favorite snack was goldfish with red Gatorade and you probably like would drop that off at his dorm or something and, you know, I'm not saying you need to, like, find out your wedding planner's favorite snack and drink and bring it to, her, to him or her. But, like, these are just things to, like, keep in mind and, and the, the genuine action of thinking and caring about someone for purposes greater than just what's the sum of all these pieces put and, together. Yeah. And I, I like what you said in the beginning where you don't need 
to connect with like a thousand planners. You can just mm-hmm. connect with you know, a couple. And keep in mind too that yep. as with everything in this business and your career, we're playing the long game. This is a marathon, mm-hmm. not a sprint. And when building relationships with the people that, you know, if you're trying to make um, relationships with higher end planners, maybe higher end than the ones that you are currently working with or any planner at all, understand that the higher end you get, the fewer clients these people are working with, right? And the fewer opportunities just to even refer, correct? So know that it's going to take a little time. It's going to take some, like, even if they do refer you one client, it may not work out. Like it could be three referrals before you actually book one with somebody. Oh, we've been, we've been referring on, I can think of a handful of photographers that there's all of these Mm -hmm. alignments with us and we've been referring to them. I mean, I can count on two hands and and so far nothing has panned out, but that's okay because you know, there's, there's, there's all these mutual Mm -hmm. alignments. There's, there's, there's respect, admiration, all these things. And if it's meant to be, it'll be, and and, you know, we're, we're doing the right things. We're, we're getting them in front of clients who we do feel they would be a fantastic fit mm-hmm. for. Um, there are also times that we don't recommend these same folks that have all these alignments with us, but in the client themselves, right. there isn't an alignment. And that always is first right. and foremost. Um, but yeah, just like it's a numbers game with inquiries, the same thing goes for as you're passing referrals around in this industry and you might, you know, you might strike out a few times, but you just got to go right back up to bat to get yeah, that home right, run. Yeah. Brush, brush your shoulders off and get back up there. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. Let's yep. Say you reach out to a planner. I know people listening are like, okay, I want to work with so-and-so. They're my dream planner. You know, I, I emailed them and they didn't reply. You know, what, how should listeners or people think about that process? Like if you reach out and well, first, Do I would say email. don't email. Okay. No emails. So we'll just, we'll just go into rewind. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, no, let's break it down. No uh, email. Don't email unless you already have a relationship with someone. Um, that's, that's the number one key. Like I said, we want to be felt as like true people, not just someone that you're sending out your pre-packaged cold email um, situation. So we're, we're into building relationships through experiences. You need to be meeting these people where they are going. What events are they attending in the industry? Um, where are they? Can you find them going to an industry party that may be happening? It may be in your, yeah, maybe right here. It may not be. Um, so you, you do have to put yourself out there. And share the same experiences that they are sharing so that you have common ground to build off of versus an email. And, and if, if shared experiences aren't like, if you look at the current environment right now, we're not having shared experiences, at least right. physically in person together, because things like retreats and conferences and gatherings and festivals and fundraisers are all, we can't do that when we're social distancing. Um, But what you can do is you can connect and you can comment Mm -hmm. and follow through social channels. Um, I can't tell you how often we get, well, we do get on average one email a day. We get about 350 requests a year um, from other vendors who want to work with us or have us send them a client. And so you first and foremost just want to stand out from the crowd. Um, And you can do that by actually just following us. Um, 
you would be shocked the amount of people who write in by email and say how much they love our work and want to work with us. And we go to look them up because, you know, okay, who is this person? Um, And they don't follow us on Instagram or on Facebook. And we're like, that's so fascinating. They love us so much. They don't even follow (laughs) us. And so first and foremost, connect, you know, connect socially um, and virtually with folks that you admire, you know, give them a double tap, give them a comment, Um, you know, make sure that it's genuine and and intentional, um, not just for the sake of spamming, you know, spamming people's accounts or anything like that. But, um, but genuinely follow along and play with folks on the internet. Um, you know, I've made relationships with different vendors in this industry through just that. And we kind of got this mutual thing going. And then before you knew it, our paths did cross, um, in in person. And it's not Um, in through Instagram. It's not just a, oh, that's beautiful. This is great. You know, you have to actually involve yourself in, are they putting something personal on their stories? do you have a personal connection to what they're talking about? Have a dialogue with them about that. You know, that's the, get a little bit deeper than, um, I mean, we all want comments, I guess, for algorithms and all that, but, (laughs) um, but if you're trying to make a connection, you've got to go slightly deeper. Well, and the other thing you can do too, especially I would recommend this at any time, not just now um, while we're social distancing, but um, send Mm -hmm. a handwritten note look up um, these folks, send them a handwritten note. Do not ask for anything. It's going to feel weird. You're, it's, it's like you're putting yourself out there and it feels awkward, but that's how you know you're doing it right. Um, and, and, you know, send them a note and say, I really admire fill in the blank about your work. And, and I've, you know, followed along with you for X, Y, Z months or years. And, um, you know, thank you for, for being a bright light in this industry. Or I, I don't know, whatever it is that you do admire about that person. Mm-hmm let them know and send them a little note. And I would encourage you to have branded personal stationery um, with your photographers, uh, your photography business on it or your name, and then pop it in the mail. Um, You don't need to include any gift cards or any gifts and you don't need to ask for anything. You just need to kind of just say, Hey, I see you and I get you and I really like it. And that will literally blow people yeah. away. There's, it, it really there's a few thinking outside the box, you know, and it's going to be different for everybody. But, um, you know, once we are able to be around each other again, um, one of our favorite outside the box um, things that we had happen um, earlier this year was was that open house this year? <laughs> Y'all, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when my life happened. Yes, um, yes. The open house yeah. was at the beginning of this year, and it feels so like it was a decade we, ago. Um, <laughs> we were handling an open house for a local venue, and a new new to us, honestly, we weren't um, familiar with the florist at all, but um, I think she had been around for about a year and a half or two years, and um, she reached out to us because we were publicizing, hey, there's this open house going on, Um, so she reached out to us and she said, do you have a floral partner on board? I'd love to do florals for this event on her completely, you know, paid by her. She was handling it all. It wasn't a huge event and, but it was still, it was still a fair amount of work on her end to do. And we're like, well, absolutely. If you're, if you want to do that for us, that'd be great. And so she, she said, well, do you have any, um, design direction of where, what's going to be happening in there. It's like, yes, we have, we have some furniture picked out that will be at the event. And we sent that over to her. She sent back a full design board of what she would be providing. She showed up that day, did a fantastic job. 
Um, it was beautiful. All because she just stuck out her stuck herself out there saying, I want to do this for you. And now we're like, Oh, this is phenomenal. We would love to work with you. Oh, that's amazing. That's so great. It was, it was so refreshing. Um, in fact, she wrote yeah. in pretty last minute. Um, it was, it was maybe a week before the event and we actually didn't have a floral partner. It, it we just weren't planning on doing florals because we had other kind of cool elements um, as part of the open house. And so she wrote in and was like, I know that this might come across a certain way, but if you don't have a partner, I'd love to be it. Let me know. And we were just like, Holy smokes. And then she blew us out of the water with her approach. Um, she was a completely oh, yeah. delightful human being and um, folks loved what she did. She, people were raving about her. Um, she now has these beautiful got, images from the photographer who a, shot our open house off of that event. Oh, wow. She did. She got a book. Yeah. with One of our wow. clients, actually. <laughs> um, one of our she clients was totally for next spring. She was at that um, event just to like see yep. what we even engaged at yep. that point yet. But she was at that event and um, saw the work she did. And she was one of the first people she reached out to whenever she did get engaged. Wow. Incredible. But that never would have happened if she wouldn't have kind of put herself out on an island and we could have told her no, that we could have said, nope, we've got somebody doing it, but, you know, thanks anyways. Or we could have said, you know, somebody's doing it, but hey, still come or who knows. But mm -hmm. she just put herself out there and took a risk and she was rewarded. And I think that it's kind of a great little exercise to just remind yourselves, put yourself out yeah, there. No, that's wonderful. I love that. So let's share some do's and don'ts. I feel like these are really helpful. So if you guys could maybe share five do's and five don'ts for wedding photographers. Okay, I'll start and share um, well, you, a few you do's. Might have, I don't have the uh, list in front of me. I could not find my list. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Well, then I'll share all the do's and don'ts. No, it's all good. Um, so five do's. Um, do go the extra mile if the planner has specific wants or needs. In fact, ask them. Um, you never know what the planner has in the back of her mind is what maybe her favorite part of working with this client was. So ask them, Hey, is there a favorite element that you really want me to make sure that I get th this weekend? Or, Hey, do you want to get me to get some shots of you, um, kind of fluffing the bride before she goes down the aisle? Or, you know, do you want me to get some shots of you with your tabletop? Um, that will go so far with your planner because nobody's ever asking or, th or thinking of them in this way. So if you do, you're really going to surprise and delight them. Um, do scout ahead of wedding day. If you aren't familiar with the venue, I know that seems pretty basic, but, um, time and time again, we do see photographers who show up and that sucks up part of their day on site or gets them, you know, something that they weren't expecting. Oh, well, I looked at this online and I didn't think this was here. And then it is, and they're kind of thrown off. I can't encourage you enough to just scout the wedding um, venue ahead of time. And um, little hint that provides incredible behind the scenes, Instagram content. If you haven't been to that venue before, um, be nice, have fun, at least look like you're enjoying the client in the day. You'd be surprised how far this will take you. <laughs> Um, a couple more, um, do show up early and do stay late within reason. Of course, um, basically just approach your work with the under promise and over deliver mentality. Um, when you're, when you're a part of a team and you give and take a little bit, 
Um, by no means am I asking you to be a doormat. Um, I strongly believe in boundaries and, and respecting oneself and establishing those boundaries and knowing your worth. But within reason, under promise and over deliver. Um, and then last, do ask how the planner would like to be tagged or mentioned in social media, blogs, etc., and then act on that standard. Um, th- again, this wouldn't be something that you should be asking them that day when another, you know, a million other moments are happening around you. But instead, have a conversation um, in email, in person, um, with the planner in advance, and and get the information for how um, you, as the photographer, can properly tag them and credit them. Um, they'll really, really appreciate that, and that'll um, show show a lot of mutual respect. Yeah, I love that. Love this. Um, here's a few don'ts. Um, don't ignore the schedule, be aware of, and keep to the rhythm and flow of the day to keep all parties happy. Um, you know, we are not the breed of people who walk around with a stopwatch and, you know, at one minute past three 30, we're cutting off, you know, formal photos. That's not what the day is about, but we also don't ever want, um, to get so off track that it cuts into other things that are important on the day. So just be aware and keep to a rhythm. Um, and don't ever assume timeline responsibilities. Um, in many cases, your, your planner w- does want to drive that bus. And, and in many instances, they actually should be driving that bus with your input and your, um, you know, collaboration. So just don't assume those responsibilities. Have a discussion um, from the beginning and ask the planner how they work and how they would like to approach building the timeline. Um, you might be surprised. The planner may want to turn it over to you or the planner may say, I will handle all that nitty gritty. Well, you just tell me what you need. A lot of times it comes need. down to um, the, <clears throat> the logistics of the day. There could be honestly five different locations of where things are happening. So the planner really needs to plan that out and then come up with a shot timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, don't overlook a discussion for possible submission, um, with publications until after the wedding. Um, these are types of conversations that y'all should be having from the very beginning. Um, intention is everything. And when you start with the end in mind, um, you're going to, you're going to have success. So, um, if, if this client or couple or wedding that you're working on with a planner, if it feels like it has legs to go for publication, heck, even if you have no idea if it has legs, have a conversation with the design and plan team and, and, and um, explore that from the get-go um, rather than wait to uh, be reactive on the back end of that. Um, and then some of these things we've kind of already chatted about. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. <laughs> um, in many instances, it, it could be very probable that the planner has secured the booking for you, helped secure it. Maybe um, they gave you their uh, two thumbs up to the client things like that. And so you want to keep that in mind and just show appreciation and respect um, by honoring what the client might need or what they themselves, the planner might need to get out of um, the, the work that you produce that day. I think that was that four. I think yeah, I have one, one more. more. Okay. <laughs> um, same thing. We've covered this too, but don't ask about meaningless details on wedding day, like your vendor meals, where to put your gear, where to park, um, just ask about that stuff in advance. We we want to take care of you, but our goal is that you can be self-sufficient on a wedding day. I, I love it. You guys, this is amazing. Thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Yeah. You're so Thank welcome. You. So let's tell everybody um, where they can find out more about you, your business, and say hello. Um, so we have 
all of the socials. I think every one of our socials is at Envision Events for the main account. Courtney has her own Instagram as well, which um, has a little bit of a different spin from mine, but still very um, on brand. It's Courtney underscore Envision. But Facebook is Envision Events. Um, Pinterest, I think, is Envision Events. Twitter is Envision Events. We do have a TikTok. I'm still finding my <laughs> footing there. Uh, oh, me too. Don't know exactly how much to find there, but come, let's let's learn TikTok together. <laughs> um, <but> you, <laughs> yeah, and then you can find our website. Um, it's envision.events. Love it. And I'll list all this information in the show notes. But real quick before we go, do you want to talk about the new group that you guys have created? That's pretty awesome that I'm sure. excited to be a oh, part yeah. of. We would love to. Yeah. We'd yeah, love to. Amazing. So um, the group is called Educate, Empower, Encourage. And we um, were, you know, we're just about two weeks in. Um, we launched a couple weeks ago. Um, enrollment is going to be open for a limited time and we will be capping enrollment. So this isn't just a free for all. Um, we're about a hundred members strong as of today. And we span, um, 17 different States from coast to coast and all different disciplines. Although we are predominantly heavy in planner and photographer, but we've got stationers, venues, hair and makeup artists, uh, cinematographers, floral designers, um, we even have a rendering artist, a cake baker, and a custom gifting company um, in the mix as well. But we're essentially, um, we're a private members only online community and it's for high achieving creatives. Um, so we're, we're your dreamers, but we're also your doers. Um, we're here to get things done, to challenge ourselves, to challenge and encourage others, um, to inspire others, and really just to have this safe space where we all can connect and grow and develop and really push each other. Um, it's really been wonderful thus far, um, watching kind of the synergy amongst the members mm -hmm. and just the thought leadership that is happening in, in a, in a safe space in a judgment free zone where we can all be vulnerable. It's really been awesome. Um, we have made it extremely approachable to all in that it is a $48 a month subscription. Um, and you can buy in at three months, six months, or even a year. And so it's an extremely approachable investment in oneself. If you've ever considered working with a coach or a mentor, this is kind of a way to dip your feet in the water because it is in a group, a group setting. So, um, you're learning not only from the hosts who are Julie and myself as, as well as our friend, um, Wendy Kay, who is a, um, designer and planner with birds of a feather events. She's, um, out of Dallas, Texas. And so we've kind of, you, you've got the lens through your hosts who are all high end designers and planners. Um, and so we're, we've got this lens. We're looking at everything in our industry through, but then you've also mm -hmm. got the lens of your compadres who are the fellow members. And so there's lots of learning and bouncing things off of each other. Um, we go live. We do a live episode every Thursday within the group that does get recorded. And so no one is missing anything if they have to, you know, have client appointments during the day or take the kids to a, a, a doctor's appointment or at this point homeschool their children. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're not going to miss out on anything because the content that we produce on the weekly live episode is always recorded. And then, um, 
in addition to that, we do, we hold office hours every week and, and office hours are on Mondays mornings um, for a couple hours. And that's where everyone can pick Wendy's brain and my brain and Julie's brain. And we're there like little live chat bots as if we were customer service reps. And, you know, you fire away at us and we're going to ping you right back. Um, and this is all available for the group to see and learn from each other as we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of it in a I nutshell. I love it. Yeah, no, I'm so, I, I'm so thrilled that I joined. And even the first week I was like, oh my God, I picked up three really great tips. And I was like, oh, I'm using those going forward. And that's what I wanted. Like, I just want the little nuggets coming in and then making friends with everybody in the group and chipping in on conversations it's really great and it's definitely a safe right. space so I, I think we found that, that you know we had started yes. doing some instagram lives when every everything kind of started going on lockdown and we loved the connection so much that we were making with people and the feedback that we were getting was about how actionable um the things that we were talking about were and how like we're not talking about, yes, we are dreamers. We want, we dream big things for our business, but we're not just sitting around and dreaming about it. Like Courtney said, we are doers. So um, we're talking about how do you actually make this happen? Yeah, I love it. And that's what Tia Janae is all about, giving actionable advice. So you guys, yeah. it's right and it's perfect. Yay, perfect yeah. fit. Well, thank you so much <laughs> for both being here. And I can't wait uh, for everyone to hear it. Yes. And if anyone is interested in um, becoming a part of the Educate, Empower, Encourage community, they can simply just send us a DM on uh -huh. Instagram. That's probably the easiest way to connect. And, and we'll send them a link to where they can read um, a little bit more about it, see if they think it's a good fit for them, and then they can fill out an application. Perfect. Yeah. And all that will be in the show notes. You guys can just swipe up right now and click on their Instagram and send them a DM. All right. Thank you guys for thank being you. here. Thank you. to check out all their links and information in the show notes you can find out more about them and their services and give them a shout out online and on instagram if you're listening take a screenshot share it with your um in your instagram stories tag at janae kirshner and i'll share it in mine can't wait to hear from you guys soon and share our next cup of tea together bye